Hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Timeline Astrology. Hello, and welcome back to Timeline Astrology Podcast. Today is the 19th of June, 2019, and today's topic is asking the question, why would somebody seek an astrology reading? So there are really three impulses, although many reasons, but there are really just three impulses why somebody would seek an astrology reading. They are known in Sanskrit as gunas, and they are tamas, rajas, sattva. So tamas is the Sanskrit word which is often translated as heavy, inert, and decaying. It's dark and it's confusing because it is the quality of disintegration and every cell of our being has to go through this process, of course, and die off for new cells to be produced. But this is happening on every level of our being in every experience of our life. There's a sense of endings in our life. So tamas is, though, confusing because it is an ending. So anything physical is more tamas in nature because it's a, it's a physical being. When that influences the mind more so, when you have more tamas in the mind, more darkness, inertia, confusion, you'll obviously seek a reading out because you're feeling very uncomfortable with that. You may even be in pain. So emotional pain, mental pain, physical pain even, um, and you want to know when it's going to end. So that's the first uh, impulse to seek an astrology reading. If you're doing so based on tamas, then you're doing so because you are in pain and you want to know when it's going to end. And the first thing that everybody will listen to when they listen to a forecast or a prediction or something, an interpretation based on something in their chart, the first thing they're going to hear is when is it over? So we want to, we want to know the timing of it. Um, after that, then we once we know when it's over, we can say, okay, uh, this is going to go on for so long and so I need to manage this better while I'm experiencing this, this cycle, this transit or whatever it is. So Tamas is really wanting to um, understand when it's going to end. That's the main impulse because Tamas represents endings. So the next reason or the next impulse you may seek an astrology reading is because of Rajas. Rajas is translated often as excitable, active, desirous, it's agitated. And so this describes the mind um, very much. And we're always desiring something, we want something always. So if you come for a reading based on this impulse, you want something and you want it now or you want it yesterday even. And even if you have the thing you want, you want to know how to hold on to it. So there's an agenda always with Rajas and it may or may not include other people. Um, it may not be as selfish or self-orientated as Tamas because when in a Tamas state uh, you're in pain or in depression or confusion, you're thinking about yourself only because you're in pain and you want to get out of pain. Even the most enlightened being in a Tamas state will think of themselves. But in a Rajas state, even though it's selfish, it also can include other people in your plans, but it's still a selfish impulse because it's something you want. You're willing to negotiate. Um, so the third reason that anyone would read, 
really um, seek an astrology reading is because of sattva. And sattva is often translated as harmonious, balanced, and luminous. This state is a very ideal state to be in. It's a harmonious, light, luminous state of being. So why would anyone want to have a reading in this state? There's no problems necessarily if they're in a complete pure sattvic state. And so why would they? Well, really they want to feel inspired. They want to feel inspired to continue in this way. They want to improve their life, but also improve other people's lives. And maybe even, you know, the community and even the world at large, they want to make a difference. So there's a need for uh, being inspired and to inspire others when you're in this very balanced sattvic state. So although there's nothing wrong with any of these states from a philosophical perspective, there is most definitely, you know, a preferred state. So obviously the third I mentioned, the sattvic state, sattva is balance, it's harmony. We want to live in harmony ideally. but. Of course, the fact that we have a physical body, we have more tamas, and we have a mind and all our desires, we have rajas, we have to deal with these impulses too. And really, we shouldn't look at these tamas, rajas, impulses as solely negative, even though they do create all of the imbalances in our mind and body. We really should view them in a way that is more helpful in gaining more balance. So a very easy way to experience this in our everyday life, and we do it every day, is we feel heaviness as we wake up, and that's tamas. As we're coming out of sleep, which is a very tamas state, a dark inert state, which is very healing, ultimately. It's an ending of our day, we go to sleep, we wake up, and we're still coming out of that tamas state. We really ideally should get our bodies and minds moving. So we need to wake up. We need to wake up in some way. We go for a walk, we go for a run, we do some exercise, whatever we do, you know, we wash and we invigorate ourselves again. So that's rajas. We get things moving again. But if we were to stay moving and keep our body moving and keep our mind moving, then we would become very imbalanced, we'd be hyperactive, and then we'd eventually slip back down into tamas, into an exhausted, exhausted state. So really, obviously, there's a balance uh, to achieve here between inertia and activity. So how much activity and how much inertia you're getting and whether or not these are balancing them each other um, is really dependent on how much sattva that is dominant in your being and also um, at the moment and in any given moment. So one of the things I advise is to just simply take pause in your day and throughout your day. Finish one activity, which is rajas, and take rest, which is tamas. And then, you know, enjoy that rest. Try and squeeze out as much sattva or balance in your life as possible. So we're often just running around doing things and multitasking, which is even more so a rajas state and we exhaust ourselves. So we only flitter between rajas and tamas all the time and we experience very little sattva in a, a modern context. Very few people are in a very sattvic state all of the time. Now, is isn't to say that we want to stay in a sattvic state and become all pure and harmonious and avoid things because that's another issue entirely. We do want to be more balanced while dealing with our pain and our desire. So dealing with tamas and rajas. But we want more sattva because most people don't get enough. And so things like yoga, for example, which is a very generally a very sattvic balanced exercise. I'm talking about hatha yoga. Um, 
it's a very balanced form of activity. You know, you do a bit of exercise and you rest. You do a bit more and you rest. So um, it doesn't overdo anything. It doesn't ask you if you're doing it correctly. It's not going to ask you to overstimulate yourself. It's not going to ask you to exhaust yourself. You know, it's a very balanced type of form of exercise. So things like that are very helpful in terms of the body. In terms of the mind, the mind needs a lot more stillness than it has because mo the mind is a rajasic thing. It's very active and agitated in you know its natural state in, in the modern context. We're just completely bombarded by information and our minds are constantly busy. So of course, to achieve more balance in the mind, we need more stillness. So just as the body needs more activity to find balance because it's heavy and inert and tamasic, the mind needs a bit of stillness to remain in this balanced state. And when we can achieve the balance between this activity and this inactivity, we again squeeze out more sattva, more balance, we feel more luminous, we feel more harmonious in our lives. And in that balanced state, it's easier to stay in that balanced state because when you're in a balanced state, it's far more easy to stay in that state. It's a lot more difficult to move from a tamas, a dark, inert state, if you're depressed, and move from there to a more balanced state. You have to move through a stage of agitation of rajas. And when you're in an imbalanced state, whether it's rajas or tamas, it's easier to stay in that state, especially tamas. Um, because you cannot prolong a state of rajas for that long because if you're overstimulated or you're overdoing things you'll end up in tamas again pretty soon you'll end up exhausted so tamas is the one we have to overcome every day we get up we have to get our body moving we want to overcome something um, but we have to accept that tamas is part and parcel of being alive you know decay is part of the picture the bigger picture from a more spiritual perspective, any of these three states, whether you're in the deepest, darkest tamas, whether, you know, if you're depressed and desperate, or whether you're in a very overstimulated raja state and you're experiencing a lot of anxiety and desire and change and lots going on, or you're in the most blissful state of sattva and in a balanced, harmonious state, whichever state you're in, you can reach beyond any of those states and see the indwelling spirit, the sense of I amness, the witness self, the observer, no matter what state. It's just that it's easier in a more balanced state to see that when you're not dealing with pain. So for example, if you're sitting meditating and you've got pain in your body and you're experiencing pain in your mind and emotions, it's, it's a lot more challenging to see the indwelling spirit in that sense. Likewise, in a Raja state, if you're sitting, um, you might not even be able to sit still. It might be that there's a lot of activity going on in the mind and it's expressing itself through your body. So it's obviously easier to see it through a sattvic state, a more balanced state of being, seeing that witness self, observing everything. But it's not impossible. And sometimes it actually is the catalyst for seeing that when you're in the deepest, darkest place in your life. Sometimes also in, in the most stressed and active place in your life, that stillness that can actually be there at its core and actually louder than it would have been before because of the chaos. So, you know, think about it as, you know, we do want to find balance in our everyday lives, but we also want to experience the self beyond all of these fluctuations between these three impulses, which are constantly in flow, constantly in motion. So those are the three impulses that we live with every day of our life as we move through our day. 
but they're also the impulses that we can gravitate more towards because of looking at you know the birth chart we can see if somebody's more of one or the other we have all of them so it's worth looking at the planets then and seeing which planets are more one of or of one than the other so the tamas planets are seen as saturn mars the north and south node rahu and ketu so these four what are known as malefics are tamasic they're dark they're inert they're destructive they're decaying and again this is a necessary part of the whole journey but when we're more influenced by any of these if we're experiencing a transit of saturn for example or a challenging transit of mars or a cycle of saturn or mars or the nodes and especially when they're in unison when we're experiencing a cycle of saturn and one of the nodes for example or mars and one of the nodes this is a very tamasic state of being so we have to negotiate this we have to try and just as we do in sleep every night we have to you know make the most of it and try and bring out more positive expressions of this dark state that can be literally like for example in a saturn uh, cycle maybe more rest balanced with a bit more activity so that we're not getting too lethargic um, or in a mars cycle you know we need to be more um, accepting of things and allow things to be instead of pushing and destroying a lot of things in our life where we're being overly destructive or the nodes of the moon which create a lot of confusion as they are the eclipses we can experience you know more clarity um, by doing practices that bring more illumination and we can also accept you know that sense of confusion ultimately leads to clarity so there is a, a point in all of this in our journey tamas is very necessary step so the rajasic state is seen more predominantly in planets mercury and venus mercury and venus are of course the fast the busy planets between us and the sun so they move between us and the sun and our sense of life and inner world and our activities are very much dictated by these two fast moving planets so mercury of course is that very excitable and likes a lot of information and interaction venus is very desirous and it's all about the things we desire and want in our life to make our life more pleasant so we're always reaching for something reaching out there for something or someone and so mercury and venus have predominantly this rajas impulse so if you're in a cycle of rajas or of mercury or venus then you're experiencing more desires and again this can be overdone of course because um, for example if you're in a period of mercury and there's a lot of stimulation going on in the mind it's very stimulating it's very hard to settle in any kind of sense of peace and even sleep can be disrupted so it's important obviously to find more rest within this period and to bring actually purposely bring in more tamas so obviously one thing is sleep but rest in between activities is another that i mentioned so then the last impulse sattva is seen primarily in an unobstructed and unafflicted and strongly placed I, i'm choosing those words carefully because um really the sun moon or jupiter need to be strong unafflicted unobstructed for that for them to be more sattvic and the sun and moon of course are our luminaries they give us our light our sense of awareness and sense of self and jupiter is a sense of order and cohesion so 
um, those three would be more um, balanced and harmonious in more you know stronger states in the horoscope so and a general thing about the strength of the planets also is that when a planet is debilitated it's not going to be a sattvic it's going to you know express itself in a more tamas state because it's more inert it's not able to do its thing as easily as it were if it were exalted for example so there's a lot to consider in terms of reading a chart whether someone is more tamas rajas or sattva and then also as a dynamic experience of these three impulses whether a transit or a cycle in their life and a combination of both of those things is showing more tamas rajas or sattva so um that they are my thoughts on this this notion that we all have these three impulses within our being in different ratios and at different times and why you may seek an astrology reading based on any of those three so it's again a reminder of three reasons or the three impulses you would seek an astrology reading is it because of tamas are you in pain and you want it to end is it because of rajas do you want something from the reading or is it because of sattva do you want to feel inspired and inspire others i'd like to thank you for listening to this podcast you can read more at timelineastrology.com you'll see an article i've written there about this very topic as well as my monthly forecast if you join as a patron i do an in-depth forecast each month i have about 20 um, patrons at the moment so i'm hoping to get more but even with my 20 patrons i'm feeling very inspired to write for these 20 people who have decided to you know give me a donation every month to support my work to be my patrons and i'm very grateful for these people who have re-energized me in a sense to write more in-depth forecasts each month so again thank you for listening and until next time